This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shinton. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shinton, and we're back again for the first week here in November. Um, we got a great show to you, for you today. Coffee Kate is here with her grind segment. Uh, and then we're also going to have Jesse Paul of The Wooden Spoon, an excellent restaurant we're so excited to talk about today. But like we do every week, we're going to kick it off with the Farmer's Market Report. Joe Herman, what's going on? Hey, Nick. What's going on up at the market? Uh, fall is still here. We're still uh, strong on pears. What we're starting to see is some farmers leave with their crop of persimmons or pears, and other farmers come in. Uh, JJ's is coming in with persimmons. So is Garcia. That's JJ Lone Daughter. JJ's Lone Daughter, correct? Uh huh. And then uh, Garcia Farms is also uh, starting their persimmon crop. So some things are leaving, some things are coming in, but still good varieties. Yeah, still good varieties of everything. Um, Still all the radishes, root vegetables, turnips, carrots, uh, cauliflowers are all still really strong, um, mustards, that type of thing. And so when you talk about new persimmons coming in and new pears coming in now, are, were they not available a couple of weeks ago? Or when you, you're up at the farmer's market, are you like tasting different farms against each other and deciding which one you're going to buy? Correct. It's the different farms. Um most of the same product, just different farms. Uh, and yeah, some are just, uh, they harvested early or their crop came in earlier. So um, now we're getting the second run of that stuff with so someone we, else. So when you take those trips up to the market, you're constantly tasting, tasting, tasting. Correct. Tasting everyone's products, seeing who's got the best. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's off, sometimes they're on. Uh, they get lucky. Sometimes, you know, hopefully we're lucky enough where the product just sells itself. Yeah. Yeah, but that's cool though. You know, really developing that relationship with the farmers, talking to them about the product, when it's going to be at its best. So you know, and then when you can bring it in, and that's how we're able to maintain such an amazing program. Right, and it, it's just not easy for them. I mean, for instance, Penrin Orchards—they lost like half of their Comey's pear crop, which is—it's—it's it's a shame, but that's what happened this year. Normally, yeah. we would have them going for a little longer. You know what I'm saying? But that's it. But we're seeing other farmers there. Uh, Kuyama Orchards is in. Um, they have apples. Okay. So now we have another apple farmer. They're all organic. Uh, they're just west of Santa Barbara. So we'll be seeing them this week. What do you got? So I know uh, you just brought up apples. And I know that we got two of the most anticipated varieties of apples in that we that people will crave all year long. Correct. Yeah. The, the Green Dragon and the Hidden Rose, both from the Pacific Northwest. You got a question? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell me a little bit about these two apples and why they're so desired? Uh, well, they only come in this time of year, and the demand is high. Not a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants them. Uh, the Green Dragon is a Japanese variety. It's a cross between a golden delicious and an Indio apple. Um, not a lot of tartness, but super sweet. Looks like a Granny Smith that's speckled. The Hidden Rose, probably the more popular. Let's let, let's talk yeah. about the Green Dragon okay, just real sure. quick. So when people think of green apples, they always think baking. Right, it's always green apples are always going to be the most tart right. and things like that. But Correct. that's not the case with the green dragon. Correct, and um, it's more of a sweet apple. You yeah, just, just super sweet. It's something you would like want to chop up and throw in your pancake batter, something like that. Um, you know, fresh applications. Does so. is it so? Not a baking apple. Not a baking apple. No. And it's a green apple that's not a baking apple. Right. Okay, well that's good news. And then the hidden rose. Now this thing, I know this is like an Instagram starlet. It's uh, it that just a 
incredibly beautiful piece of fruit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And what's uh, you know, the thing about it is what's hidden, right? And that's the the flesh. The flesh is like this uh, pink rose color. Mm-hmm. Right? For those of you looking at Facebook Live, we got one sitting right here. Uh, it just you know, it's it's crazy how the the skin of the apple. If you were looking at that, you wouldn't think that as soon as you cut inside, it's like this bright red flesh. It's pretty right. wild looking. It's wild looking, and then it's also it tastes great too. It's got you know um, this sweet tart strawberry lemonade thing going on. Um, you know, it's it's got some acid. It's just tart, and it, I mean, it's beautiful. You could make pink applesauce with it. Some chefs juice it. A lot of them just use it fresh. Um, which is, you know, I think the way to go. And that's always a bonus when something is uniquely beautiful and incredibly flavorful and sweet and delicious as right. well. So that's a, you know, definitely a winner. And that, you know, trying them this year, they tasted delicious. And I can see why it's such a very popular item. Right. It's super unique, you know. Cool. There's nothing else like it. All right. So those are Green Dragon Apples and Hidden Rose Apples in the market this week. And speaking of apples... Uh, Brandy, you've been selling these apples, haven't you? Yes, we've had quite a few delicious apples this week and lots of chefs buying them. Awesome. Brandy Reynolds into the podcast studio out on that farmer's market truck, selling the farm produce directly to the chefs. Uh, so, and what are they doing with them? Uh, so I saw Anthony Wells from Juniper Ivy put a video on his Instagram this week of him basting scallops with like a melon ball of apple with brown butter. Mm. It's just mouthwatering. I don't even know what else was with it, but I will just eat that. Brown butter, apples, and scallops. Now that is delicious. Sounds super good. Yeah. And Nate Gibson at Juniper and Ivy is also doing a pear salad, so we're still rocking fall fruit for sure. He's got pomegranate seeds, uh, sliced pears, pickled pears, pear ranch, all in the same dish with mustard frill and mimolette, which is like a French... Soft, delicious and so cheese. I know we were talking about mustard frill in. Joe mentioned that last week. That's from Coastal Farms. Mm-hmm. I know pomegranates are another local item that are right in season right now. My neighbor's got a giant pomegranate tree, and those things are all all those forbidden fruits are just hanging there. Super cool. Yeah, we actually saw some white pomegranates come in this week, which I'd never tried before, and they look like jewels when you open them up. Really? We didn't get very many of them, so I'm sure they're already gone, but... They were pretty cool to check out. All right. Out. Well, Joe, look for more of those this weekend. There's a few pounds left. A few pounds <laughs> left of the, the white pomegranates. Uh-oh. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for that Farmer's Market Report. Coming up in just a second, we're going to have the grind. Stay tuned. So sorry. <laughs> and we're live, Kate. Hi, Nick. <laughs> we are back with Coffee, Kate, and the Grind. Kate, now I know you got to go to a place that was a little bit more than coffee this week. Where'd you go? I went to the Patio Marketplace in La Jolla. I and, love it. And there's three locations at the Patio Marketplace. Uh, we know we have one uh, in downtown San or in San Diego. Yep, on B Street. Uh-huh. And where are the other ones? And the other one is um, in La Jolla, and the other one is University Center. All right. So now uh, it's just more than a coffee spot, right? There's grab-and-go, mm-hmm. there's they, There's full dining, There's and also a barista bar. Very good barista bar. I had a cardamom latte today with cardamom an ad latte. shot. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. It wasn't overpowering. I was worried about that. Had it with almond milk. and it. You were worried satisfied. about it being overpowering, and you got an extra shot. <laughs> yes, because oh, I'm sounds Kate. like a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you had the coffee. And what, and what else? You know, tell me a little bit about the vibe of the place. 
the vibe is awesome. Um, there's a lot. Of, it's a business district, so you people are coming and going, getting their grab and go. You can do online ordering. You can do a business function there. You can come in for happy hour Thursday, Friday. Um, I think they have happy hours starting early at five and they open late so that if you don't want to sit in traffic and you're a commuter, you can sit and have happy hour and have good food. So you can miss all the traffic. That's really cool. And uh, you know, when I think of grab and go spots, you know, I think a lot of them are, well, you know, you have your convenience stores, you have things like that, but this is a local restaurant group that has, you know, locally designed menu items that you can pull from in a grab and go, which I think is, you know, a from scratch locally produced grab and go. I think it's way different than, you know, grabbing one of those pre-made salads at a convenience store or something like that. And that's why I love it because I love my green burrito. Every time I go there, I need to get out of the box, but I get my green burrito. It's got egg whites, uh-huh. uh, broccoli, mushrooms, spinach, a little bit of cheese, some potatoes wrapped in a spinach tortilla, and I love it. Wow, and that's... fresh salsa made every day. They're green and they're red, I recommend. Yeah, and both. that sounds like something, you know, if it wasn't a fresh produced local grab and go that like would just not nearly be as good if it sat around at a convenience store for a while no, and it's perfect and it's made every day and he always changes his burritos and he always changes his sandwiches so there's always something special and he does a daily soup that sounds delicious yeah. that is the patio express a little break from the norm of your normal coffee shops full service you can sit down get something to eat get a coffee and also the whole grab and go component three locations throughout san diego and part of the patio uh group and they also do swell cafe Oh, wow. Yeah, and we'll talk about that next. We'll do that next week. Sounds good. Swell Cafe coming up. Yeah. All right. Kate, thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. And we are back. We're back with the main ingredient. And, folks, I have a special secret for you today. I am really excited to talk about this restaurant. When doing my research about it, I truly think we found a hidden gem up in Escondido, it is de- definitely worth the trip. And if you live in Escondido and haven't checked out this spot, boy, do we got a recommendation for you. It's the Wooden Spoon. I have chef owner Jesse Paul in with me today. Chef Jesse, welcome. Thanks for having me. So just, you know, again, I want looking at your restaurant, kind of doing some research for this, I was blown away when I started to look at the pictures on Yelp. And what I what I noticed there was just gorgeous picture after gorgeous picture of incredibly, you know, refined, simple food, yet focused, and all of it looked delicious. And, you know, to have the public be taking all these different pictures at any given time and have them all to be beautiful, I think is really a testament to the the attention you must pay to every single plate that goes out of your kitchen. How do you guys achieve such beautiful plates all the time? Uh, Passion. You know, it's the one thing I try to instill with the uh, the cooks that come in to learn from from us is uh, just – gotta love what you do and cook every plate like you're cooking for your grandma yeah and you know i just looking through your menu uh it seems like a very focused menu and it looks like it really rotates a lot yeah we change it a lot i have really bad add so i get bored real quick um we've been open three and a half years now mm-hmm. and i think we've changed the menu over 30 times wow so so not just yeah. seasonal it's like when you get tired of a plate it, you're it's ready tired to it's also seasonal you know we, we have a pretty good relationship with all our farms so we know what what crops are planning for the next season and, you know, things change well, the weather here is crazy. So things change week to week. Sure. And, you know, something I've learned recently is just even different microclimates within San Diego. You can have different things, something being seasoned in one little micro 
coastal climate and then something that's grown out in the desert or in a valley or in the mountains in a completely different little time. But that uh, you definitely take time to source all of your ingredients and you're in contact with a lot of farms directly. Correct. That's awesome. Um, you know, again, talking about back to you, the, the rotating thing of your menu, I did notice one thing that was a staple, the spoon burger. Yeah. The, the, the spoon burger has kind of become our, our signature um, kind of an afterthought to go on the menu in my, you know, my career in San Diego as a chef, I'd never really dealt with burgers on my uh-huh. menus. It was all high-end restaurants, fine dining. So figured I should give it a go and try one, and it just kind of took off, and now I'm not allowed to change it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just artisanal bread. It looked gorgeous. Uh, bacon jam, smoked blue cheese, and tomato aioli. Yeah. And that's just the winning combo, huh? Yeah, just it works. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh just again, going back into your menu, uh, it seems like you pay so much attention to your sides. What um, I think that's one great way to judge a restaurant is not just is the center of the plate item or the sandwich look delicious. What else is going with it? And every one of your sides, from uh, you know these cast iron mac and cheeses and melts, and and I know you guys do it like a different toast all the time and different things yeah. like that. I mean, just really lots of attention to your sides. Well, and again, it comes down to respect. You got to respect the product, and if we're going to get something from a farm that took them time and and love to grow and get to us, we need to treat it with respect and do our best to really highlight the best of what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, just kind of looking at the menu again, it seems like a lot of stuff that you want to cook. But then, so I see. I I hope I think it's a little bit of a uh, insight insight to your personality. I see classical French interpretations of things. And then I also see these things that seem sort of whimsical and fun and kind of out there like a peanut butter, uh, a peanut butter um, burger. And then I see like something like a pot de creme or something like that. So this contrast between classical French and then these kind of whimsical things that you like to have fun with. Yeah. I, I kind of pull inspiration from everywhere. You know, we, we do, a lot of obviously French is the background for a lot of the cooking that a lot of the chefs use. Um, I do a lot of Italian. I spent ten years doing Italian food, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of seafood. But then there's a lot of mashups. Just kind of, I never really know what I'm going to do. It kind of you know, let the ingredients kind of sounds hokey, but it tells me what it wants to do, and you know we kind of follow suit with that. Is there certain things in you know ingredients that you get excited about each year? The things that you look forward to, or Things that I haven't used before. I, yeah. I, I try not to repeat things too much. Uh-huh. Um, I just just get excited with whatever they, they show up at the back door with. It kind of gets our creative juices going. We get a, a lug of something comes in. We have no idea. Never seen this before. How are we going to use it? That's super cool. You know, to to have the discipline not to go. See, for me, back when I cooked, I I always had crutches, things that I knew I could do well, and like that was yeah. like that was like a staple of mine, and I you know go to that in the time of need. But again, just going through your menus and seeing all the different pictures on Yelp, you're right. I didn't see many techniques uh, reused. I you know I'm, I was looking for different components that like keep getting reused in a plate or in a plate. Yeah. But you you there's really a, such diversity in your plates. And they, and just, I mean, like you guys really have to check out this. I mean, I've never seen so many good looking shots on a Yelp. Thank you. Appreciate it's, that. It's really, again, like I said, really a testament to how you must pay attention to every single plate that goes out of your kitchen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on the line every day. I, I work the line. I'm a line cook. 
So I know schedule, scheduling you for this, you would say, yeah, Monday's my day off. I was like, oh, well, I didn't want to bother you on your day off. You're like, no, that's the only day I'm not on the line. Yeah. And so you guys are actually closed on Monday. We're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. And that's because you spend every other shift on the line. So, yeah. you know, again, when we talk about, you know, a, a destination to see somebody, to see, to find food from a chef that is passionate about where they procure their ingredients and what ingredients that they use. And then again, a chef who's actually a chef owner who's on the line every night, the wooden spoon up in Escondido. I mean, that seems like a bucket list destination now. Thank you. All right. Chef Jesse Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, anything else that you wanted to plug or talk about? Anything coming up for you? Um, we just have, you know, I want people to listen. We do industry night Wednesday nights. Awesome. Come on out and that changes up every week. We, we have brunch. Uh, Thursday through Sunday, dinner Wednesday through Saturday. Oh, yeah. So lunch and dinner, right? Yeah. And lunch then brunches, and lunch, dinner, and brunch. Yeah. And we just, something's always changing. Uh, you can follow us on our Instagram and Facebook, Wooden Spoon SD. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the website, we have a newsletter we put out every month talking about new farms we're using, any menu changes, special beer or wine dinners or farm dinners that we have coming up. So you do a lot of events there too, beer and wine dinners and yeah. things like that? Yeah, whenever I can. And and those kind of like tasting pairings, or you, yeah, it'll if you, usually be like a five five course paired with, and all that information's on your website, right? Yeah, we we'll, we put out a monthly newsletter talking about things coming up for the following month. And where do you sign up for that newsletter at? At uh, woodenspoonsd.com. Woodenspoonsd.com. Awesome. Well, Chef, thank you so much for stopping by today. Uh, pleasure's I'm, mine. Thanks for having me. Excited about taking you uh, around the warehouse here in a second. Hopefully, we'll find some new things to inspire you. Absolutely, always. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.